You are listening to episode three of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast with your host, Lisa Schwaller. Today, I'll be talking about the secret to the universe. So tune in. You're not going to want to miss this. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. I'm here to teach you how to rise above the stress of modern life so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. Listen, the goal is not a perfect shiny life, but I am interested in helping you create a life that's perfectly suited to you. All right, let's get started. Hello. Oh, this is so fun. I'm already just loving this. So just to set the scene of what's happening with me, it is Sunday morning and the sun is shining and the clouds are really, they're kind of like pink and blue and yellow. And I'm looking out my window and just kind of imagining that you're all here with me having a cup of tea or coffee on this beautiful Sunday morning. I do have to tell you something funny. So my dog Bailey loves to be with me when I'm coaching. In fact, I joke with her, like, we got to go to work, coach dog Bailey, and she'll lay very quietly in the corner, but she has been excused from the podcasting room because she'll get a little snoring sometimes and a little snarfily. And I thought that might be kind of odd for those of you in the car or on your walk to hear the little bloop, 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 so that happen when puppies and dogs sleep. So I'm here, and I'm very excited about today's topic. So this is first in a series of three episodes where I'll be laying the foundation for the approach that I use in my coaching practice, and and definitely in my own life. Last year, in 2020, I went through an intensive certification program through the Life Coach School, and This was my second, actually my third coaching certification that I had received. I had received my first in 2016, and I've certainly spent the last decades um, coming through a lot about psychology and influence and how to be effective at work and all kinds of things around human performance. But the Life Coach School teaches something called the model, and it's just a really simple, easy-to-apply framework, and something about the way the information was presented really just snapped all that all those years I'd spent studying. It just snapped it into place in a way that has completely rewired the way I see the world. So over today's episode, which is all about thoughts The next episode will be all about feelings, and then we'll talk all about results. And those episodes will lay the foundation for the work that we do in coming weeks and months. So I hope you really enjoy it. To start with, I'd like to open with one of my very favorite quotes, and this is from the physicist David Bohm. He said, thought creates our world and then says, I didn't do it. And the first time I heard that quote, I just cracked up because it's so true. We go through life and we're constantly filtering and reacting and responding to the information that's presented to us. And I just love this like idea that all of this, you know, amazing mental calculus is happening in our minds 
every waking moment. And then our brain is like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I didn't do it. So I wanted to open with that quote because it just makes me laugh every single time. So let's get going. Thoughts. What are thoughts? Our thoughts is really, it's the way to describe our subjective reality. Thoughts are our brain's reactions to what happens to us. So let's go into the model and I'll explain that first and then we'll give a couple of examples and then we'll really talk about how to use those examples as you go through your week and you're really paying attention to the model and practice in your life. So what is the model? The model is laid out with five letters. So it's C for circumstance, T for thought, F for feeling, A for action, and R for result. And I'll describe each one of those really briefly for you. C's are circumstances. They're the things that are happening in your life. They are the factual, neutral situations that you find yourself in. Circumstance could be your partner says words to you. A circumstance could be flat tire after lunch on Thursday. Circumstances are, they're kind of out of your control. They just, they're things that arrive to you from the outside world. But then next, you have thoughts about the circumstances in your life. The T line or the thoughts line. If your partner says words, you know, that's completely neutral. It's what you make it mean in the thoughts that is where things get really interesting. And then your thoughts produce feelings that you have about them. The feelings inspire you to take action or to avoid taking action. And then the actions produce the results that you see in your life. Let's talk about an example of that. I'll just, I'll make up an example. I I like, my kids give me lots of examples for coaching, but I'll just make up an example that say my son says to me, I don't really want to go to the game today. They're just words. He's just saying a thing. His words would be my circumstance. I don't want to go to the game today. And I might have any number of thoughts. Maybe I have a thought, oh, he's being so difficult. He's just doing this to upset me. Or he's nervous about the game because he injured himself last week. Or I could have a thought, thank goodness, I don't want to go to the game either. And notice that all that happened is he said words and my brain will offer thoughts in response to it. And quite honestly, our brains manufacture tens of thousands of thoughts a day, tens of thousands of thoughts a day. And yet, based on the way we see the world and the way we see ourselves, we'll filter in and pay attention to some of the thoughts and think they're very real. So in that example, like maybe he's like, he says, I don't want to go to the game today. And I think, thank goodness, I didn't want to go to the game either. I might feel relieved and my actions might be agreeing with him and we make other plans 
etc. And we avoid going to the game. And the result that I create is that he and I are in agreement and I, I'm just happy. I create a result where I'm feeling okay because we are agreeing. Now let's give an, another example. He says, I don't want to go to the game today. And I think he has to go to the game. This is ridiculous. And I feel agitated. And maybe in my actions, I, I argue with him. I'm judging him for what he's doing. Maybe I'm feeling frustrated that we always seem to be in disagreement about him going to the games. And the result is that I create this disconnection with him. I create this sense of friction. And again, it's completely something that just happens in our minds. And what's so interesting to me about the model is it's just, it's almost like a way to slow down time, squeeze time down to its slow bits. And then it's almost like you take a moment and you squeeze it like in, you know, in science class, when you'd put something on the slides and you'd look at it under a microscope, that's what the model does for us. It just, it shows us the optionality, the subjectiveness of our lives, that things happen and we, our brain literally will just throw up responses to it. And sometimes we're like, yeah, totally agreeing with these thoughts. I'm going to feel the feelings, do the actions, create the results. And we just go down through that path. And what is really, really interesting here, really interesting to me, like fascinating to me, is that our thoughts that feel so true to us, maybe we wrote them They're things that we believe to be true. They're things we want to believe to be true. They're ways we want to see ourselves in the world. And our thoughts sometimes come from other people's thoughts. Like how many times do you have thoughts and you pause and you're like, oh, I remember my grandmother saying that to me. Every time I'd go to the grocery store, she would complain about the prices of produce. And now every time I go to the grocery store, I'm noticing the prices on the produce. Like some of the times the thoughts in our mind are inherited. They're generational. Sometimes, and this is where it gets super interesting, is we also have cultural thoughts. In different parts of the world, there are thoughts that people think collectively that are perceived to be true because it's just sort of, it's in the water, it's in the ocean. You know, if we're all fish swimming in our own different oceans, culturally, I mean, I work with people from Israel to New Zealand and the cultural differences are something to be really aware of. And then of course, there's gender differences, there's subculture differences, And I think that's really amazing because what that tells me is that a lot of the ideas of what I believe is true about me and what you believe is true about you is sort of made up, right? And some people find this concept incredibly uncomfortable, but I think it's 
liberating. It's freeing. And I'll tell you exactly why. Because if you start to see your thoughts as a little bit arbitrary, for one thing, you start to see them as just like, they're just thought bubbles. In fact, I've written about it, like the fizzy thought bubbles. Like sometimes there are these like light carbonated, no problem, thoughts popping up, boop, boop, boop. And sometimes there's this old stinky stuff that's in the bottom of our brain swamp And the bubbles that pop up are these like toxic, yucky, chemical, gas-filled swamp bubbles. And they're just junk. It's just junk that's been composting down there in your brain for, for decades that maybe your dad said to you, that his dad said to him, that who knows, who knows where those stories got started. And when you see that, it's like, oh, these are just kind of bubbles popping up in my mind. And I have this brilliant human brain that can choose on purpose. Oh, that just made me feel so free and powerful. And this is this is the even better part. Like it just gets better and better. This just gets better and better. So what I find really a beautiful is now when someone throws their thought in my circumstance line, my son says, I don't want to go to the game. I know that that statement went through their own little fizzy mind filters. And I can get curious. I wonder why he doesn't want to go to the game. Does he really not want to go to the game or is there something else? You know, does he genuinely not want to go to the game? Like what, what, what desire is at play here where I'm now encountering those words? Maybe I don't want to go to the game is there's so much homework and I'm not getting enough time to work on it during the week. And I just would rather work on my homework instead. By the way, this is a true story. I have one of my sons doesn't like to go to my other son's games because the homework situation has really changed for him this year. Saying I don't want to go to the game doesn't mean that he doesn't want to support his brother. It's his way of saying I've got a lot going on and I'm really adapting to it and it's not comfortable. And I really need those three hours to work on my physics homework. And understanding that what he's saying to me is the product of his thinking, it frees both of us. I am free to have my own thoughts about it. He is free to have his own thoughts about things. And we meet, we meet there in the middle. Once upon a time, I think it was in Robert Cialdini's book on influence. Um, I saw this cartoon bubble, like it's two people talking and one person, uh, there's like words and the words are floating into that person's brain and going down through this like tink, 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 like this Rube Goldberg machine of their beliefs, their assumptions, all of the things that filter that person's ability to receive information. And then they're struggling to know how to describe it. Like, have you ever been in a conversation and you're like, I know I'm, I'm having a hard time describing what I mean. We have thoughts. And then sometimes we don't even know how to say them or how to say them in the way where it won't upset the other person, blah, 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 blah. We're always kind of, um, there's this, huge manufacturing process that's in our thoughts and then in the words that spit out. And then 
we spit out these words and it goes into that other person's thought bubble and bing, 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 bing into their own Rube Goldberg machine. So no wonder there's friction and misunderstanding. And when you can see it as like, oh, we're all just having like these automatic thoughts, it depersonalizes it. And then you can say, all right, so how do I want to show up on purpose? So in my coach training, we call this unintentional thinking, which just means things land in our circumstance line and we have thoughts about it. These thoughts pop up. We don't invite them. They just pop up. And some of these thoughts pop up into our consciousness. I may have a thought, I want to be a unicorn, and I don't take that one seriously. But a thought, I'm a terrible mother, could have me like on the couch with a box of Kleenex weeping for hours, right? I mean, so certain thoughts grab certain aspects of our attention because of the meaning we make about it. But then we have the power to create intentional thoughts. And this is what you're going to hear me talk about so frequently. This is happening. Now what? This is happening. This is C has arrived in my C line and I'm having a lot of unintentional thoughts that are generating stress, anxiety, frustration. And I know that when I'm feeling stress, anxiety, and frustration, when I choose to act into those feelings from those thoughts, I generally don't create results that I'm proud of. So now what? Now what will I do instead? And that's when I have the option to choose a thought on purpose that generates a feeling. That's the model. And that's thoughts. And I love thoughts. So your homework this week, do, 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 do. Coach Lisa's homework of the week is for you to go out this week and really start paying attention to your automatic thought. Do you have some thoughts that you think often? Notice when other people say things to you, if you have certain reactions. Notice when other people say things to you that that's the result of their thinking machine. And see if you can just kind of step back and be a little scientist, be very curious, and come at it with my favorite feeling. So sneak preview, we'll be talking feelings next time. My favorite feeling is playful curiosity. Hmm, wonder what's going on here. I wonder why my brain trotted out that old thought. That's kind of a bummer. Or... Isn't that interesting? What I'm seeing, I wonder what's going on for them. Playful, light, no judgment, no fear, no stress, playful curiosity. I would like to close with another quote by David Bohm, that physicist and apparently quite a philosopher. You've got to look him up. I, I put links to some of his quotes in the show notes. He said, The ability to perceive or think differently is more important than the knowledge gained. I love that quote, that the ability to perceive or think differently is more important than the knowledge gained. I believe in the flexibility of the human mind. I have seen my own life completely transform within the last few years because of being exposed to the model and other teachers who teach the same framework, but it may be in a different set of tools and techniques. And I love this idea that 
I am living in a movie. I am the writer, the producer, the director. I'm the only one in every single scene of the movie. I'm making so much of it up. So if I'm going to be in the movie of my life, I really want my thinking to be as effective as possible and to really enjoy, appreciate, and recognize the reality, which is other people are living in their own movies. And I am merely a character for them. I think that's really beautiful. So if I'm going to be a character in your movie, my beautiful, handsome, intelligent listeners, how do I want to show up as a C in your movie? It's a fun thought. Thank you for sharing time with me. This one went a little bit longer than I thought, but I could talk about this all day, apparently. I will talk about it every single week in some form or fashion. Next week, we will be talking about feelings, all about feelings. As the podcast is new, I would be so appreciative if you would write a review on Apple iTunes to help people find the podcast and to encourage participation. I'm inviting people to send me a screenshot of your review. Send me an email to podcast at lisaschwaller.com by the 31st of October, 2021, and just screenshot that you did a review because they won't let me know automatically. And if you put a review out there, I will enter you in a drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card, just as my way of saying thank you for helping the podcast be found by other people. The more people who understand that, wow, our thoughts create the results in our life, and you feel like this empowerment, it will free your mind. I love it. And I want as many people as possible to hang out with us. All right. It's been a joy spending Sunday morning with you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying what you're learning here, I'd love to have you as a member of my Less Stress, More Fun podcast community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the show, plus get access to things I share only with community members. It's been so much fun spending time with you today, and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.